0: On this week's NFE SDN Reality Check, we're taking a step back to get a tutorial on NFE and SDN technology.
1: Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. TelecomCareers.com
0: Welcome to this week's NFE, SDN Reality Check. I'm your host, Dan Meyer, Editor-in-Chief at RCR Wireless News. Thanks for joining us this week. Well, we've done now about three dozen of these shows, and most of the topics of conversation have been geared towards those individuals in the telecom space who might already know a bit about what NFE and SDN are. Well, at the recent CTA Super Mobility event in Las Vegas, I spoke with a few people who had asked if maybe we took a step back and provided a bit of a tutorial or introductory uh, conversation on the topic of NFE and SDN. Luckily, I had a conversation scheduled with Ericsson at the event, and we were lucky enough to speak with Mark Murphy, who's innovation lead at Ericsson, to provide a bit of background on what NFE and SDN are and how they relate to the telecom space. Let's take a look at that video interview now. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, what's, what's Ericsson's basic explanation of what virtualization is? So actually, as you look at that, look at what, what would you tell somebody
1: who has to virtualization? So, so virtualization is taking a computer, like an operating system, and running it on another operating system. So imagine a laptop that you're typing on right here and you want to put another operating, another computer, like running, you have a Mac and you want to put a Windows or you want to put a Linux, so you can run an OS on top of an OS. So the idea of virtualization is, is that you have this cluster or a grouping of hardware that you put a hypervisor or some kind of controlling mechanism on the bottom and then you run these virtualized operating systems on top of that.
0: Right. No, but if that, I guess as you look at the different acronyms that come along with them, SDN, NFV, how do, you, how do those play into the mix? What, what does SDN do? What does NFV do? Right. VNS I and mean, all those kind of things. How yeah, the, play the yeah. Three, three-letter acronym yeah. soup. Right. right. So.
1: Right, so we've taken... Uh, so when you talk about virtualization, for the most part, you're talking at the application layer. Okay. Web servers, mail servers, etc. But when you start talking NFV and SDN, now you've gone lower down. Now we're virtualizing the network components, like the routers and and the gateways that you see. I'm taking that hardware and I'm taking the software off of it and I'm virtualizing it and putting it on the network. So network function virtualized is that function that we, we just virtualized that piece of hardware. And SDN is the controller. That's the software defined networking piece that I can manage all of these NFVs. So that allows me to turn, you know, tell computer A to spin up a new VM, a new operating system, to tell it to behave a certain way, and and to and to control other, you know, routing and other, other traffic. Okay, okay. What
0: are the benefits for uh, say the mobile operators who want to go down this route? I mean, what's what's the general benefit that they,
1: that they're going to see if they do happen? Uh, there's the benefit are, are there? I'd say two or threefold. Okay. but the the simple one is. Uh, operational efficiency and it also gives you network slicing and when I say network slicing uh, I use that term to define I want to carve up my network in a way that I can have certain characteristics of the network for certain devices so if I want to have a light switch and I flip that light switch and it's a connected you know environment I want the light to come on so I need to have that NFV that virtualized node close you know, regionally wise to where that equipment is as opposed to somewhere in you know, Siberia or somewhere far away that I flip the switch and have to wait a few seconds. So having an SDN tell the network to bring that up close to that proximity of that light switch so that it behaves faster as opposed to you and me surfing Facebook or Twitter, etc. So it's more of an
0: efficiency game uh, or they'll be able to spin up functions quicker? Or
1: it's functions quicker okay. and it allows them to program uh-huh. The network side. So today we can program the application like the internet, like HTML, so I can program web pages and stuff to communicate, but we need to move down. So we've gone to virtualized operating systems, and then you go into containers, and now we need to move further down the stack even more so that the networking has that same programmability, agility, and, you know, accessibility that we have on the internet side. We need to have that same control on the networking side. Got it. Okay.
0: And for a company like Ericsson, obviously you guys are a pretty well-established company. You. Uh, what does is, what is this move towards virtualization do for Ericsson? i will mean, probably do a business model for you guys. I mean, how, how, do you, how does Ericsson kind of view this move towards so virtualization? It's, it's, change you guys
1: yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, migration because uh, everyone sees the, 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 the cost benefits immediately because of the scale and the efficiency. And, and now I can spin up networks in a very quick and efficient manner. Uh, however. I, if I'm going to start taking best of breed for different NFV components and I'm going to put those all together The amount of time that I have to integrate all those starts going up because I have to make sure that this NFV can talk to This other NFV in an efficient way So you're making life simpler, but you're also making it a little bit more complicated So and it, it's kind of like the pets versus uh, cattle model sure right so you're no longer managing pets like you know we have at home now. I'm managing herds or giant, you know, flocks of uh, of things that I need to control. So you need to have that kind of manageability in place. So it seems
0: like automation is is a big part of being able to manage, because, it. It, it, like I said, it, it seems like it's more complicated. That's right. It just seems like why would you want to make something more complicated? But then if you, I guess, yeah. tap into more and in automation, then you can control.
1: It. So that's the SDN part. Okay. So the NFV just virtualizes. Okay. So we just virtualize the portfolio more or less have these,
0: like, that's out. your
1: cattle right but you now, now need digital industrialization how do you industrialize all these digital assets in a in a flow you know flow and a you know life cycle so that you can control those assets so that industrialization is is one of the key areas that SDN helps address
0: and that's now the uh, open flow is kind of, is that part of, that's, that's part of
1: the SDN? Open flow is, is part of SDN, yes. Okay, and that's
0: just kind
1: of, let's use as kind of a... SDN just a generic, generic term, term yeah. and and you know, you don't have to use open flow, okay. but open flow is predominantly the way that SDN is being delivered today.
0: Yeah, okay. And we're, it, it seems like we're still pretty early in the whole cycle of virtualization, not saying you guys a lot of work on it, some carriers are moving pretty aggressively, but it's still pretty early phases, it seems, it's the early days of...
1: Just yeah, the... the virtualization. The virtualization stuff's moving pretty quick, yeah. you know, and deploying and trials and testing and everything. So that's actually working quite well. Uh, the SDN stuff, because it's much more sensitive, people are, <clears throat> you know, operators, not, you know, I, I don't blame them. I mean, it's you're you're basically relinquishing control of your network to this orchestration environment. So that's a little bit of a leap of faith.
0: Yeah. That's missing I put an opportunity for you guys because you guys can at least... Uh Use your own experience. Uh, I'm sure they're very comfortable working with you too. But Eric said, so obviously, if you say, hey, you know, we can make this work, don't worry, kind of reassure them. Sure. that as that, part of the situation, kind of make it an easier transition, uh, Yeah. As, as
1: yeah. you know, as a we do prime integration for all kinds of services and applications. So whether or not, you know, you pick part of us or others, it doesn't really matter. We can package that whole solution together and, and bring it to market.
0: And that's think like a big key of to this too. Is also just the inner workings between. I mean, I think they also have to work together at some point, too. Right. So it is like kind of open up a lot of uh, interoperability um, uh, issues and things have to be, you know, everybody has to check in the same page when it comes to this group for a virtualization. You have to be one person working in the silos. Correct. Everybody's got to be working together, so I'm sure lots of
1: opportunities. Right, absolutely. I mean, that standardization is still being discussed. That's why I was saying earlier that integration part. Yeah. That, that effort goes up exponentially the more you, you, you know, uh segregate or, or you know okay. decouple all these VMs and all these VNFs, you need to make sure they all talk properly.
0: No. Yeah. That's so, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Um and we get an overview just kind of that basics of it I think that's kind of big for yet. So um I mean I don't know how much more deeper want to dig into the topics. I mean, I mean I guess, you know uh, I mean I mean I've seen a lot of progress when it comes to kind of this move towards the st- I mean the standards is a big part of this and I know mean, there's Etsy's working on things and all these different Yeah, I mean, how's that kind of is that progressing? Do you think at a pretty good pace, or what's the? Well, I mean, it's uh, challenges there.
1: You have the three GPP standard, right? Uh, So, taking a physical box and virtualizing it doesn't negate or doesn't change the three GPP standard. So, the the way that devices talk to each other are still the same. Yeah. The the part that I talk about is where you start adding additional functionality and features. You want APIs. So this mm-hmm. NFV now has an API layer that I want another NFV to talk to to control or have it communicate policies or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to make sure that the protocol used, that this, you know, the the header, the, mm-hmm. you know, etc, cetera, you know, is, is making sure that that's all... That all jives. Is that is that
0: progress being made on that front? Because it does seem like I you know I've talked to some other vendors, and that, you know they still that's still kind of issues trying to. Yeah, but that's
1: that's up to a lot of times that's up to the, the supplier. Okay. Right, because there there I don't know of any definition that says this VM needs to talk to this other VM this way. Mm-hmm. So that's where the integration part comes in. So okay. the, it's, it requires more integration work for NFEs to talk to each other. You know, yeah, just basically IP is kind of the only real standard that you have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that definitely makes it a bit of a challenge, I'm sure. It's a bit of long hours trying to make sure it's on the same page. Yeah,
1: it does. I mean, it's uh, it, uh, it, it, it 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 is a challenge to to address all the the nuances of how different NFVs behave in certain ways.
0: I guess as you look at kind of to, to the continued progression of this, I mean, is there one challenge that kind of sticks out to you that for us uh, needs to be tackled in the short term, or something that kind of you know you see as being a bit of a hurdle or, or is it just kind of a, you know, a bunch of small little hurdles that could kind of add up to something bigger? I mean, what's, what's your, what kind of keeps you concerned or almost up at night? I guess? Hopefully nothing work related.
1: Really. <laughs> really. uh, I mean, the, the SDN is probably okay, the, okay. the least mature of all of them uh, because there's so many, there's so many pieces and so many people, you know, people in relative like companies and infrastructure that need to be addressed and, 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 Qualified and integrated, yeah, yeah. that it's that's the one that's probably going to take the most amount of time to get ratified or get standardized. That's
0: interesting. And right? I when I first started covering this, SDN seemed like it was kind of up front in terms of development as opposed to NFV. Uh, it seems like the past six to twelve months, it's almost swapped. NFV really got a lot of maintenance It's like a little more established at least, at least protocol-wise. Mm. You
1: know, and it's and it's a, and it's a little bit easier, right? Yeah. It's easier to take what you sure. know sure. and you have it and you optimize it for a virtual environment whether it's you know one of hypervisor versus another, that's, you have the control. Whereas now when you talk of SDN, you have the layer above that needs to talk to these all below. So that's where it gets a little bit interesting. Yeah,
0: Mark also provided a little bit of an update on what Ericsson was in terms of its own moves towards virtualization and any challenges it sees in the marketplace today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where it gets really interesting though is when you start so now we've talked about the networking side, and yeah. we start talking about the hardware side from the data center standpoint. So, like our, our HDS 8000 portfolio, to where we use rack scale architecture to decouple the hardware now. So, now I don't have servers, I have CPUs, yeah. and I have storage, and I have. So, that's where you really start to see the change even going down the stack further.
0: Yeah. Is there a challenge, or a, a tra- I guess, making sure that everything's up, that, that carrier grade requirement that all the operators that have, Obviously, know, CTT. You've got a long history on the wireline side, people know how, he, the, the name has a certain certain reliability aspect to it that people expect. And obviously virtualization, a lot of this is coming from the internet world or the sort of the internet mm-hmm. world, Where perhaps, you know, you don't need five nines quite so much. Right, convenient. right. Uh, But is, is it a kind of a challenge to kind of bridge that gap between the, that new yeah. technology world and, the, the, the nines, 12, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh,
1: it, it is, uh, but that's something that we've addressed. So with, with with our like our OpenStack platform, we have this this uh, uh, this execution environment that we have that sits on top of the of OpenStack that manages all this high availability and the nines, if you will, for all the telco grade NFVs. So that's how we've overcome some of the shortcomings that just native, vanilla, you know, OpenStack-type environments deliver. Yeah.
0: I'm guessing, I have to imagine, again, there are a lot of new vendors in this space now, but it seems like you guys have been established so long. I'm guessing the authors are very comfortable with the fact that you guys do know, you kind of are very familiar with what they need, and, you know, you kind of bring this along as well. And I'm guessing they're going to assume that you guys are going to make sure that what you're bringing is up to what they need as well. Sure. So I'm sure uh, oh, yeah. has got to be... Uh, good for, everybody, for everybody, you know, everybody involved in
1: it. Too, so. Absolutely. I mean, that's all
0: part of the validation process whenever we turn this stuff up. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Cool. Well, some great insight from Mark on the topic of NFE and SDN. And obviously, it's always great to kind of take a step back and get uh, an overall view of the marketplace with, for perhaps those who don't know as much about the market as, uh, as others might. So, again, thanks again to Mark and Ericson for some insight there. And we plan to also include this video in a lot of our future shows for those who perhaps m- might need a little bit of refresher course as well on the topic. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this week's NFVSDN Reality Check, and make sure to check us out again next week.
1: NFVSDN Reality Check with Dan Meyer is a production of RCR-TV. To suggest show topics or to reach Dan, you can find him on email, dmeyer at rcrwireless.com, and on Twitter at Meyer underscore Dan. For more Dan, news on NFVSDN, and everything wireless, find your way over to rcrwireless.com.